What's up, everyone? Happy Black History Month and happy early uh, Women's Month, right? That's March. Nailed it. This is Press XR Podcast Season 6, Episode 7. Press XR Podcast is an audio and video podcast seeking to transform the video game media landscape through an underserved and protected point of view. I am your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Patrick, a.k.a. Little Boy Violet, a.k.a. Do you know who C. Rihanna Manuel is? No? Okay. Of she is a- who doesn't? Oh, okay. Okay, Sean. Well, well who, who, who is she? Who is she? She is a cis hetero woman that did things that you're about to tell us. Why? Well, she definitely did things. I, I'm, I'm not sure if she's a <laughs> or not. Um. I, hate you, I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, see, Rihanna Manuel has many talents. Rihanna? Um, Sorry. <laughs> uh, from work and game localization on Halo to marketing titles big and small to her insight featured on What's Good Games. Shout out to um, them. They're awesome. Uh, Wait, you're talking is- about Rihanna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know who she is. She's, uh, she, okay. uh, like, I wasn't even paying attention to who you were talking about because I was looking at Sean making an awful joke. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, She's currently senior manager, brand marketing, senior manager, brand marketing. I feel like there should be a word in between there uh, for the relaunched G4 TV. So shout out to her. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice. All right. Who else is here? It's your boy, your heavyweight champion from a witch nigga, Will, California, a.k.a. the janitor because we watch niggas, a.k.a. Guess who's got two thumbs and landed his first feature film in L.A. This guy, Marcus Ellison. Wait, What? Yep. What, what do you go? What do you? What? Oh, can you not say? Is it NDA? Are you under? And you under like? Uh, I can talk to you about it off the cast. Okay. Cool. 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 I'll I'll make sure to um not record that conversation. Send me a Discord DM right now about what you're doing so I can have a uh, on screen reaction. Oh no! Just do it. Do it in the do it in the uh the chat yeah. so we all can have an on screen reaction. All right. How big was the casting couch? This. <laughs> <laughs> with Marcus request. Was it leather or suede? <laughs> it was lavender. Oh, that was super effective. Is this the flower? Well, is, this, is this velvet? <laughs> um, I am Sean MF Ross. What the MF stand for? Um, hmm. caught me off guard. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have one this week. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> You've never asked me that before. Right. <laughs> had to had to keep the energy going. <laughs> and I'm Avery. Hello, everyone. Oh, look at that! Nice, nice. Have a wonderful time. Send out. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Marcus, did you put the thing? You didn't put the thing in the chat. Put the thing in the chat. I'm doing it now. God, you're so slow. Do it. Hurry up. Continue the cast. <laughs> well, well, uh, while Marcus is taking his sweet time typing in letters, talking about he's going to be in a new Marvel movie. Um, as we said, this is Press X to start. And the things we're going to talk about today, uh, there was a new Pokemon that got announced. And as I said, uh, that, oh, I call myself Little Boy Violet. I don't know. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about the, the, the it. It. We're going to talk about the game, the trailer. Just for a little bit because cool it's just yeah. a little teaser trailer. um we're going to talk about the psvr2 reveal 
And then for the heavy hitter, it's going to be what we've been playing, which is, of course, Elden Ring, because everyone's playing that, and Horizon Forbidden West, because everyone's also playing that. So those are the things we're going to talk about today. And now let us jump into the, hold on, quick hits. Hey everyone, so like, uh, it's me, it's Avery, I'm once again doing the quick hits, uh, I'm gonna do my best, we're gonna ho- hopefully make this brief, let's do it. Alright, uh, so our number one story is from Rebecca Valentine and IGM, this is a more world story. Is that so, Vincent like, Valentine's wife? No, she's Imran Khan's girlfriend, and she used to work for Game Informer. I oh. see. But uh, a lot, that's a long story short, so, uh, this is late for everyone listening to this, but... To us, we've only been going through this for at least three to four days at this point, but uh, Russia decided to invade the Ukraine. And it's an ongoing issue that we're all sort of dealing with and pretty much all facets of, I guess, Western culture for the most part is throwing their support behind them. Uh, We're a games podcast. We're gonna focus on sort of like its effects on gaming per se, but uh, we've got beyond social media platforms deciding to put the Ukrainian colors as their uh, profile picture in general support. Uh, we've got a lot of developers themselves coming outwards and actually being like, hey, so this is Ukrainian developers. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Frogwares, who are responsible for the Sinking City and the Sherlock Holmes games. Uh, Tallboys, which are responsible for Pandemic Express and Where the Cloud Ends. Voss, uh, games who are working on a triple-A shooter that they haven't been announced, and uh, GSC wor- Game World, the people who are responsible for Stalker and Stalker 2, uh, I've also yeah. sort of put out stuff about it. In adjacent news, this is for frame of reference for myself, the day this shit happened in terms of the invasion, I knew about it because of esports, because I follow, really? I follow, I follow the European esports scenes for both Apex and uh, Valorant, and both of them are in the middle of major tournaments, and I know in Apex, there's the EMEA, at least 25% of the players are Russian or Ukrainian. And I know in uh, Valorant, uh, there are two major teams competing right now in VCT, uh, Gambit and, uh, yeah, I think Gambit and players from other orgs are like Ukrainian, Russian. And so uh, I want to say at one o'clock in the morning, I just started seeing fucking uh, videos of like, oh, I'm in Kiev and this is my city being bombed. And I saw so nose popping off, and it was, it's it's very a very interesting week to say the least in just like watching this unfold. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it's shocking to to see something like this, and because we're all connected through social media, it's just getting like video just on the ground level and just seeing just, mm-hmm. just how wild and crazy like I've I've seen so much just random stuff although I will say that I did see an an article uh that was kind of pointing to some of the social media stuff out there and mm-hmm. that we kind of have to be careful because not all of that footage is happening like right now like some of the footage is like old footage that people mm-hmm. have just been sharing and thinking that it's like what's actually also happening mm-hmm. but um yeah, man, like I just, you, you know, just got to pray for Ukraine and, and hopefully everyone over there can stay safe and de-escalate the whole Russian crap that's happening, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's um, crazy times in terms of just like it doesn't seem like anything is letting up. 
I mean, we're still in a worldwide pandemic. Uh, yeah. And like it seemed like we were moving somewhere close to a quote unquote normal summer of sorts. And then this kicks off and it's just like, even though it doesn't affect us directly here, but just it depends. It depends if US well, decides to. That's what I mean. Like not not quite yeah. yet. You know, it's not an right. immediate thing that affects us right now, but just the fact that Russia has mobilized and it, this stuff could really bleed over. And then now we've got just one more thing to pile on the the already giant shit pile that we've had in the last two, two and a half years. Yeah. So uh, I've got some sources uh, that if you want to do more than just the social media, uh, like signal boosting of the uh, entire ordeal, you can reach out to the Ukrainian Red Cross Society, uh, Nova Ukraine, UNICEF. Uh, you should also do your own research in regards to other organizations that you want to work with and uh, and send donations. A lot of video game companies have sent out donations. I know uh, the developers of Little War of Mine I pretty much put their game on sale and said, hey, all the all the proceeds for the foreseeable future of this game are going for the, the Ukrainian effort. I know Bungie is also making a uh, big donation. Uh, it's it's really interesting because today was supposed to be day two of the European ALGS and they have both EA and Riot respectively in their both their esports scenes have just shut down all uh esports going forward because of dealing with this because i've 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 read multiple like uh first person reports of players being like yeah so i've been in a bomb shelter for the last two nights and right now i'm waiting five hours on a bus so i can get out of uh, uh ukraine and hopefully get somewhere safe so it's like i just I don't want to say it's dark times, but it is continually darker times. And I, I don't say this a lot because I don't necessarily believe in it, but I believe in the, uh, I guess the, what it means, but I, I, I do pray for everyone, uh, currently out there and who, yeah, yeah. who, who's in, in, in a bad place. I, I genuinely, I genuinely wish for your well being, And I, I, I pray that this entire conflict is resolve with the least amount of bloodshed required for sure absolutely I, absolutely i did see a um I, I didn't i didn't get to read too far into it but there apparently there may be talks uh between ukraine and russia i don't know what that's going to amount to i'm not sure when that's going to happen but i mean hopefully you know that is a sign of this ending so but yeah everyone y'all, y'all just you know be safe yeah, stay safe, take care. And uh yeah, like Avery said, press X throws the prayers up for y'all. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next up, Avery. All right, cool beans. So breaking news for us, late news for you. We woke up on a Sunday morning to record, and guess what? Pokemon Company put out a uh Pokemon Focus Nintendo Direct to talk about essentially their 2012. Uh, they pretty much talked about updates to Pokemon Go, uh, revealing that they're putting Aloha Pokemon in that game. So, like, hey, if you love Pokemon Go, there's more Pokemon for you to collect. Uh, updates for Pokemon Unite and Pokemon Masters. That's great. Uh, and then, hey, uh, they just straight up announced the uh, Gen 9 of Pokemon with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And I have Boy. never been more confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> when you posted it in the chat, I thought it was like a rumor. It sounds like some shit that like a fan would come up with. Yes, like, this would be a great thing for them to do. Man, like, I, I had to look at the source. Like, oh, this is coming from Nintendo. Okay, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, I literally woke up this morning and I was like, a new Pokemon game has been announced. Like, what? What? And there's a video for it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> But uh, shout out to um, Baby Donald Duck in the house. Oh, that's going to be a starter, right? You're never going to evolve him. Absolutely. Positively. I need to see what gyms we're dealing with. And I need to see what their uh, third evolution is. Because the starter I always pick is based on which gym leader can I wash the easiest with that starter. <laughs> all I'm saying why, is that Baby Donald. Why like me and get all three? <laughs> oh. I only do that if I like because I'm the type of person when I play Pokemon that I plan out my team way in advance. So like I'll only do that if like uh, this region is poor on interesting fire types that aren't just throwbacks to old games or poor on uh, interesting grass types that aren't just leaf monsters. Hey, I'm all I'm hoping is that Baby Donald, his last evolution has an ascot. Like that's it. That's all I need. So you want a far fetched? I mean, like, if it's a water type <laughs> hard patch, I'll be dead. <laughs> also, Sean, what did you say about Professor Oak in the Discord? Oh, Professor Oak is a straight up asshole. So I was just watching uh, <laughs> episode one day. with my daughter. I, I was just trying to put her on some Pokemon, you know, look it up. Oh, on yeah. YouTube, oh, yeah. Whatever. My man wakes up late. He gets to Professor Oak and he brings him inside as if he's going to let him choose a goddamn Pokemon. <laughs> And he sits there and watches Ash pick up each Pokeball one by one. Nope. That went to a kid that was on time. Nope. This kid was also on time. Unlike you. Oh, nope. That's empty too. Why the? F- why did you even bring him inside? That's asshole For the drama, energy. Sean. I do have this dangerous Pokemon that refuses to go in a Pokeball, though. You can have this one. Right. Oh, he's killed like five kids. Go ahead. Take him. <laughs> He's, but he's asked his childhood friend because of time travel. <laughs> Lord. Is that canon? Wow. I, I think all, all the Pokemon movies, because of fucking, I want to say, in the Sinnoh region, when Ash is revealed to be a reincarnation of an ancient hero who can use the power of aura, that puts the Lugia movie in canon, which means that for the most part, all the Pokemon movies are in canon. Lord I, have I, mercy. I didn't know any of Nigga, this. Nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> I've watched every episode of Pokemon that involved Ash catching a new Pokemon or fighting a gym leader or doing the Elite Four. So I've watched all those episodes and like a big thing okay. in Lucario is Sinnoh. So like, yeah, a big thing in the Sinnoh region is Ash learning that he can use Aura, which is Lucario's power, which people have the, the, the Pokemon uh, community has sort of like gone backwards and said, you know what? That's a lot like that. That makes the whole him being the chosen one in the second Pokemon movie with Lugia make more sense. And so uh, all, explain why this nigga is still so dumb. I mean, Ash <laughs> Pokemon hey. champion right now. Ash <laughs> hasn't been dumb for like two and a half seasons. <laughs> well, it took him long enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, anyway, yes. Uh, before we jump into the, uh, I mean, just to wrap up the whole Pokemon talk, I'm super excited for this. Um, it is going to be in the Pokemon Legends engine. Uh, this actually looks like it's going to be like, is that confirmed? 
Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the trailer, it shows it. It's essentially Pokemon Legends. It's, well, there's a difference between in their engine and they're using a similar game look. Yeah, because some people said it might be just just like Sword and Shield. I no, I, I definitely think it, it's gonna be in complete three D. Like it looks exactly like Pokemon uh, Legends. Well, yeah, like I don't like my 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 thing is I don't think it's not going to be completely three D. I'm just saying that that doesn't necessarily mean it's using that game same engine because I'm on the mindset. Oh, I, I'm I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. You're you're absolutely right on that. Like I'm just using that as like a way of a shorthand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, like DJ getting all ten of our listeners hopes up. <laughs> you mean 11 thank you very much but yeah i'm I'm hoping that this is going to be like 1.5 version of that engine because that engine is fine but it 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 needs some help if this game was coming out uh next year i would have held out hope that this would be a 1.5 version of this engine but mm-hmm. this is three years but sword and shield came out in 2019 it was 2012 so it is three years after sword and shield which is a pretty short turnaround in comparison to the other ones which around usually four years between generations so i'm like i'm I, my my hopes are not held out that this game is going to a look demonstrably better which is why i kind of want them to go with the more bespoke sword and shield tailored uh level design oh, instead yeah, of yeah, the yeah. i hear the wide open area is going to look boring and bad and uninteresting. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of why I'm like I'm thinking that's in Legends because there was a couple of shots where it's like, oh, here's Pokemon in the foreground, nothing in the background, and like that's kind of how Legends is. So I don't know. We'll see. Like when they start showing more stuff, we'll you know be able to confirm. Anyways, uh, what's what's next, Avery? Okay, next on is in very interesting Sony news. We pretty much got the uh, first look, real look at the PSVR 2, which uh, directly from the PlayStation blog by uh, Hidaki Nishino, who's the senior vice president of platform experience. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure he's intimately involved with the device. They pretty much, they showed it off in full. It looks like a great machine compared to the old one I have in my room. Like it's slimmed down. I like the idea of the controllers. But I'm not sure how they're going to feel in practice because I've never used those sort of like the quest controller or anything. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this. I just I want to see the actual games that works for this and and what those features are going to be like with the games. And then I'll be more um, up for buying this because I don't give a shit. I'm getting this day one. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm I'm, I'm with Sean here. Um. Y'all, y'all have fun with that. <laughs> I'm actually more interested in using the new uh, VR controller peripherals for PC gaming. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I'm pretty sure I can rig one of these and play mouse and keyboard with a joystick. That's actually a really cool idea. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. Uh, huh. New look at the PSVR 2. Uh, check it out on the PlayStation blog if you're interested. There's not much new information beyond what we've already been told, but it's... Yeah. Uh, Super cool as we actually see the, yeah, it's, it's it's a very sleek design. They've clearly learned from the the helmet that the PSVR one is. You mean Cerebro? How much do you think it's going to be? Uh, anywhere between. How much three, was the first one? Uh, the first one was like three hundred dollars, I think. The three hundred. Oh, okay. No, it was four hundred. Four hundred. So I think this one should be around that same price. Okay. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't buy mine. What's the uh, Quest price? Three hundred, I uh, think. Yeah, uh, it will be no lower than 300. Mm, point, point. Yeah. Okay, uh, 
Next story, uh, this really sucks. In traditional Square Enix style, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy underperformed. This is from Sammy Barker from Push Square. Uh, that game came out. We all loved it. And apparently it did not sell enough for Square to see it as a success, which puts its future uh, and future games in jeopardy. This is similar to what I pointed out a couple days ago with uh, Tomb Raider. I think it had sold like 3.4 million and Square Enix was like, "Mm, I guess we got to try harder next time. It's (laughs) no Final Fantasy. It's (laughs) not good enough. I think that's a big thing with Square is that like they can sneeze and a Final Fantasy will sell like 10 million copies. So like when you put as much effort into other games that on paper should have the market share to put up reasonable numbers and they underperform, that can hurt projections, especially when you're talking about how do they budget these games. Initially, nobody expected anything from Guardians of the Galaxy, though. I mean, in, in, the, in the very beginning, looking at the gameplay, when they first showed it off, it was like, I don't know about that. Well, that's well, that, there's a difference between our opinion and what their projections are. Their projections are we're making a triple A Guardians of the Galaxy game that should do gangbusters. We're looking at it internally and saying this game looks great. We showed it off. That's you can make an argument about bad marketing, but the I was Avengers never, looked great as well. I was never of the mindset that the marketing for this game looked bad. <laughs> Did it? Look, listen, listen. I don't want to speak for the entire internet, but I think nobody was expecting anything from Guardians of the Galaxy, especially after Avengers came out. Yeah, it, it, that's. I think that's the big problem is it came out after Marvel's Avengers, but also I think that Square Enix has like a problem with the fact that like they have one tent pole that like people you think Square Enix you think Final Fantasy and like mm-hmm. none of the other products that they have ma- except for Kingdom Hearts match up to it in terms of like fervor and success Great, financially but that's not over here right whereas like other companies like Rockstar puts out Red Dead or Grand Theft Auto and it's going to sell well. Naughty Dog puts out a game and I don't think that they've put out a game in the last decade or so that hasn't sold well, you know. Right. So it's not like they're like, "Oh yeah, you're the you're the Uncharted company or oh, you're the Grand Theft Auto company." They have multiple things where Square Enix is like Final Fantasy. Well, Square has consistently struggled with western releases in regards to games that like cater to a western release. We saw it with the DSX games, we saw it with the Tomb Raider games, uh, we saw it with the Hitman games. I like, hats mm-hmm. uh, on them for like, keep on trying to diversify their portfolio with western releases, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been a rough scene out there for them. Yep. Yeah, I, I think this is, uh, when it comes to Square in this, like I, I was listening to uh, Jeff Grubb's game mess podcast and he made a comment about this saying that um square enix um they they look at their western games different from their eastern games and they kind of judge it a bit harder than they do the eastern games and that's why we are seeing this pattern of tomb raider not performing well uh, hitman not performing well and then like guardians not performing well even though we're just like these are good games like they've won well guardians won awards so it's just like what's going on Listen, if they really, really want to make money, here we go. Yeah, they know what they got to do. What they, what they got to do? What they got to, what they got to do, Sean? Educate them, Sean. Remaster or remake Parasite Eve? 
<laughs> now nah, you gotta hey, throw all your chips in the bag. You gotta remake it. It's a it. strong business plan. I'm just saying. Any <laughs> I, I any can't game buy- in Square Enix's catalog that sells under five million copies, they just look down at it like pathetic. <laughs> I, okay, uh, so I can't find the exact numbers. So all we just have is Square say that we underperformed, but that sucks. Uh, moving on to our next story, we have Rebecca Ballantyne from IGN again. Next year's Call of Duty has reportedly been delayed to the following year. Uh, we have to preface this by Activision saw that shit and said uh, that's not true. We have Call of Duty planned for 2023, uh, but regardless, from what it sounds like. The scuttlebutt that we've been hearing about uh, Activision Blizzard, specifically the Call of Duty team, is that one of the reasons that they were selling was it was becoming harder and harder to maintain the release schedule of Call of Duty, the every year thing. And this is one of the dominoes that eventually fell from that. What meaningful improvements can you make on this shit? I know they have different teams making it, but year after year? Well, every team has three years to make a game, plus like five or six ex-dev teams that are just there to help them make that game. So theoretically, it's possible, but games are getting harder and harder to make, and the expectations for each and every game are higher and higher and higher. So we get to a point where like, I I can't, next year we're getting Modern Warfare, this year we got no, no. This year we're getting Modern Warfare. Yeah, this year we're getting Modern Warfare. Last year we got Vanguard, and then next year would be uh, the next Black Ops game. Then, yeah, and that would mean uh, Treyarch is like, we can't, we we don't want to do the hey, we're not going to make a single player campaign again, but we can't get our shit and together. Really and truly, we were supposed to get Black Ops last year, but they had their whole fiasco thing, and they had to switch their order yeah. around, and that's why we got Vanguard. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, addendum to that as well is that uh oh wait no this is actually a different story anyway steven Totillo from axios is reporting that uh activist ceo set for a 15 million golden parachute in microsoft deal so the anger and vitriol i had about bobby kotick making a shit ton of money from this reveal is now concrete in stone that he's gonna yep. he's, he's leaving with a 15 million bag because of this so terrible congrats you fuck Actually, wait, wait, before we jump to the next thing, speaking of fucks, um, Greg Miller and was it Naomi? No, Jessica Chobot. Oh, Jessica Chobot. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Said fuck Bobby Kotick on on the Tice Awards. So what you're saying is I can say fuck Ninja or or, you know, fuck Jim Ryan and and it's a problem, but they get to do it on the Dice Awards. I see how it is. Let's see how it is. There's one small difference between you and them. What? What, Sean? It, it, it's how the sun reflects off your skin, Marcus. They get paid to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pay Twitter followers, but... Oh, yeah. No, definitely. No, definitely. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah. An addendum to that story is that we've got more clarification because of all the legal bullshit that has to go around with the Microsoft Activision acquisition. So we, we're pretty much getting the actual reveal in that uh, Microsoft approached Activision Blizzard about acquisition just three days after the Bobby Kotick report. So the whole, whether it was always in their plan to buy Activision Blizzard, I won't know. But the we are reevaluating our relationship uh, quote from Phil Spencer is now him saying we are buying you now. Yeah, yeah. He hit that nut button real quick <laughs> after the report came out. Ah! <laughs> Ooh, look at their stock drop. Nice. <laughs> oh, 
so another story. Uh, this Matt came from IGN. Street Fighter Six has officially been announced. Uh, last Thank week. you. Ryu been eating good. Yeah, so last week uh, there was a countdown website that uh, people uh, realized it was counting down to, I want to say, the Capcom Pro Tour. So the uh, rumor was that it was going to be Street Fighter 6. I think Street Fighter 6 got leaked a while ago when Capcom's uh, internal information got uh, leaked ages ago. So we knew it was coming, but this was the full reveal from it. Uh, Avery, you should know there was another rumor that uh, it was going to be Dragon's Dogma 2. And um, it was floated by uh, yours truly. Blow it to who? I, I'm gonna I'm keep I'm gonna keep it a buck, DJ. Uh, when the word dragon comes out of your mouth and it's not finished by age or something else, <laughs> I immediately just tune out of the conversation. That's true, because you know every time he says dragon, it is either ball <laughs> or dogma, <laughs> and both of which I turn out completely. I turn out completely. All, all I'm hearing um, is that dragon is a good word to start the yeah, conversation with. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> I prefer a good river. <laughs> um, seriously, though, if any of our listeners are interested in Street Fighter 6 and you're not a pro gamer or you're not planning on playing online, I would wait until later on in the year because allegedly it leaked out that uh, they have already planned for Super Street Fighter 6 to drop later in the year whenever it does release with the rest of the characters. So <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't remember this because I think they changed that shit with Street Fighter 5. And that there is a Super yeah. Street Fighter Five and Super Street Fighter like Home Edition or some shit, but ultimately it's all just the same game. The just yeah. brand new version is just like this is what the new version of this game is going to be called. All the content's going to be in Street Fighter Five. They're not doing the. You mean six? I'm, I'm sorry. They're not doing the. Well, I'm oh, sorry. It's not going to come out with two characters. Yes, they're not going to launch this game with mm. eight characters. Because Street Fighter Five had six years of post-launch content, and like they ended up with like over 40 characters in that game and fundamentally yeah. you didn't need to buy the home editions to get all those characters looking like smash brothers out here yeah uh, it's very telling that the character in the trailer with for you i believe is the last character from street fighter 5 the last one that was uh, yeah. revealed uh released for that game so it's uh Same like mark or something steve not fox there's a lot of hubbub about him but it's interesting i'm excited for new street fighter I- i'm i want to <laughs> yeah. see I'm more interested if this game finally decides it's going to be after Street Fighter 3. Mm. I mean, time in terms of what? The in the time of the time, in start of the timeline. Okay. All I know is Ryu looks like he lost the house and the kids, and all he has left is Kung Fu, and yeah. I'm excited. His beard. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, did. <laughs> he said, and I'm got, forsaking everything for my beard. <laughs> and he got married to Guile's sister, and they've got a kid. It's like he doesn't have time to hang out with you anymore. He's hanging out with Sean. He's fine. <laughs> He's like, I have a black friend now. <laughs> Afro Brazilian. Black Yeah, I kind of wish he had like a little fade going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, our final story, and I'm going to keep this short and brief so we can move on to our heavy hitter or, well, we're semi heavy hitter of uh, what we've been playing is that this is from Matt Wales from uh, Eurogamer. Shadow Warriors 3 will be available on PlayStation Now from launch, which, as far as I can tell, is the biggest release going for PlayStation Now in terms of brand new game for that service. And uh, this is paired with another story from VentureBeat, specifically by Jeffy Grubgrub, is uh, PlayStation 3's plans for the Spartacus tier system have also been revealed. Mm-hmm. So these stories work in concert to give us a good uh, idea of what Project Spartacus is ultimately going to be. Uh, 
I don't give a shit about Shadow Warrior. So like, <laughs> like I don't care about this, and this is not a release that yeah, gets. I didn't me, realize that, that was a big game. It, that get me into uh, places now, any way, shape, or form. Beyond my, I'm gonna keep it 100 with all of you guys. The only time that I've heard or known about Shadow Warrior was I decided to use it as my um, counter pick last year in our uh, Press X League. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a, a buck with y'all, too. Uh, I thought y'all were talking about Raid Shadow Legends. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all remember the time we were sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends? <laughs> you guys were sponsored by Raid? <laughs> we wish. No, we were. We never had a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actively play that game. So I will definitely fucking. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but I missed this. Oh, dude! I, <laughs> I've been oh, joking yeah, about yeah. playing Rage Island. I've, I think I'm on a year of playing that game now. Mm. I, I need a good free to play game that actually look good. So, uh, uh, it, Genshin. Does Genshin have like 400 something characters in it? It's I mean, there. there's like there's like there's <laughs> like thirty. It's, it's on the way. Ninety nine waifus, <laughs> and, and you won't be able to get any of them. You got twenty waifus, <laughs> only maybe twelve of which are over the age of consent. <laughs> no, oh no, they're all over the age of consent except for one, and she's not a waifu at all. She's a she's a. Aren't they all like immortal gods or whatever the fuck? <laughs> what? No, no, not all of them. Not all of them. Oh. So, some of them are gods, and then others are just like people <laughs> just normal ass people yeah. but anyway uh so uh so like from uh jeff Grove's report we already knew there was going to be split into three tiers uh the base tier which is ps essential which all these names are are like pending or whatever so the ps essential which essentially is what patient plus already is it's just hey monthly games we got three new games for this month. I didn't put them in the story, but it was uh, Sonic All-Star Racing, uh, Ark Survival Evolved, Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and I want to say one more game. And it's like, it's a good month for PlayStation Plus games. Uh, yeah. So, like, this is the level that I plan on getting of the Spartacus, because this is all I really want. PS Plus Extra is essentially... Oh, uh, real quick, Avery. The last game was Ghost Runner. There we go. Yeah, Ghost Runner. That's actually, yeah, it's a banger month for PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not my joke, but I just remember, uh, uh, I guess, uh, blessing out of junior asking Paris Lee what were games were gold and bears like, I don't know, man. Don't even ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got one thing over, uh, uh game pass, just one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, PS plus extra, which I guess is what they're rebundling places in now, or at least the download section of places in now is going to be $13. Uh, and then places in premium, which is pretty much what we think Spartacus, like the main brunt of Spartacus, is going to be $16. And it's going to have the game streaming capability and uh, a catalog of classic games, and then the ability to do game trials. Now, I'm actually impressed about how competitive this pricing was, because I straight up thought that like it was going to be $20. Like, yeah. for yeah. But 16 is actually relatively reasonable. Uh, Jordan pointed out this it's about a dollar more than Game Pass Ultimate. I mean, they got they did their market research, they got meetings and had spreadsheets and all this yeah. shit to decide where to put it. I don't give a shit about they the classic. Excel. I don't give a shit about the classic games. I just want to be able to buy the classic games, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. on the stores. So, like, getting a catalog, so you have it, yeah, just I have it, yeah, just oh, to have okay. it. I get yeah. you. Uh, game streaming, once again, I don't give a shit about game streaming because. We're, we don't exist in the year 2028 where we're all on 6G and internet speeds are fantastic. Getting COVID-20. 
Game trial, however, is interesting. And I want to see how that works. Yeah. Because yeah. essentially, that is their way of putting out PlayStation first-party games on this service and still maintaining sales. Because essentially, hey, you have this. You want to play The Last of Us 3 before you buy it? Here's a game trial. You can play it for... Here's the first two hours of some shit. Yeah, three to four hours, and then you can decide to play it afterwards. If people... So you can see Ellie die, and then you have to buy the rest of the game. <laughs> like, I think uh, use cases for uh, Game Pass, like I've heard, is that people use it to try out games. Well, he- here's them getting you to try out the games. Also, if you want to buy the game, which is how PlayStation really makes their money, and they can do that. Right. So... Right. Yo, that shit would have they would have sold a lot of games if um they did a game trial right when uh Joel died and then cut it off. You wanna see the rest of the game? I don't know if they would have sold a lot of games. I think people no. would have been like, no. fuck this. <laughs> or maybe like right before he dies, you know. Or right before, right, exactly. Yeah. Right when he gets captured, yeah. But if they would have showed the whole scene, they'd have been like, never mind. Sean, you're yeah. <laughs> You're our litmus test for Project Spartacase in regards to who this is for. <laughs> like you, <laughs> so like, how does all yeah. of this sound to you? I'm gonna get it. Sixteen dollar tier. Uh, it's gonna be the next best. Uh, uh, what the fuck, uh, Jordan? Call it Game Pass shit. <laughs> Value in gaming. Oh, best oh, next. <laughs> the number two value in video games. <laughs> yeah, like I'm actually along the same page as Sean. Like I, the one thing that I remember, you know, in myself screaming, like, you know, Harry every now and then is that like, I want demos. Like I want to be able to try mm-hmm. a game out to see if I would be willing to spend the money on it. And the fact that now they're going to have a tier where they're going to be giving out these game trials. Like I'm, I'm totally for that. And I'm also like Avery where like, I don't care about the streaming. I don't care about the old games unless they have armor core, like, or SSX. They're not going to have that. So like, like that stuff doesn't appeal to me. Like, didn't we already have demos? Like, I mean, we do have game trials currently for select games. Yeah. You may just not be interested in them. Right. I mean, they had a demo recently for, uh, some, like, like, uh, yeah, this is an interesting anecdote. In the 360 generation, I think game demos were like a app, like a thing that just, uh, I think at least for the 360, were a thing that just games just had. They just had them, we moved on. PlayStation 4 generation happened and demos disappeared. And what we started getting were betas, which we uh, get that's a, good point. That's a, a good point, week yeah. before a game came out and they just called it a beta when this is just your glorified demo because you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to fix anything from this beta for the release of your game in about two weeks. The issue with demos, they said, is that it takes away resources from the team because they yeah. have to slice yeah. out that yeah. portion yeah. for you to play. That vertical slice. Yeah. Uh, so now games, specifically games that really need to be tested and everything like now, you'll see them say, hey, we have a demo, but this is also just our beta or it's it's mm-hmm. the language has been screwed up. But yeah, it is interesting. Yep. So um, yeah, that's oh, all the quick hits. I uh, try to keep it as quick as possible. My bad. We had a lot of news, so, you know, no worries. Before we jump into our what we've been playing, we have a word from our sponsors. Raid Shadow Legends. Like, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us, nigga. No, seriously. Seriously, I want three gems. Right? <laughs> I mean, we could reach out to him. Yeah, you know. Might as well. Hey, everybody. Have you been enjoying this episode so far? Would you like to make sure you keep getting the best last news reviews and all things video games? Then we need your help. 
If you haven't already, please subscribe to our show. And if you have, share with your friends, family, frenemies, people down the street. Every little bit helps. To see what we're up to throughout the week, follow us on on either Facebook and Instagram at PressX the number two start, on Twitter at PressX number two S, and on YouTube at PressX to start TV. If you've done this, many thanks. You're one of the good ones. And we are back. Now it is time for us to talk about what we have been playing. All right, uh, you know, you know what it is. Like this is the game that scored the highest in, in all of human history, uh, Elden Ring. Also, the That's reason wild. why I no longer give a shit about our fantasy league, because DJ Snake the shit out of me for that. I don't understand how it was balanced with a guy who won last time could immediately get first dibs on this time. That makes absolutely no know. sense. But let's move I on. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't make the rules. I just predicated off of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Elden Ring. Um, we've all been playing it except for Marcus, who chose to uh, take the easy way out and got his refund. Got my refund. <laughs> so I beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Sean buy that game for you? He okay. sent me money for it, and I was like, you know what? At first, I thought this game was going to be something else, and then I found out it wasn't. And then I actually looked at the game, like looked extensively at gameplay footage and everything, and I'm like, I'm not going to play this game on my own time. <laughs> and then so I got my refund. Because I wasn't just going to have that jump sit there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Um, Go buy a black flag. <laughs> get back. <laughs> All right, Avery, what, what's you give your take? Because you are the resident uh, Dark Souls expert person uh, here. This is very much a Souls game. Like everything I've been saying for the last fucking year and a half of the leading up to this game. Like, oh, yeah, this is a Souls game. There are some <laughs> minor mechanical differences, which are actually just taken from Sekiro. But like, there's literally nothing about this game outside of it being an open world that's inherently different to any other Souls experience I've ever had. Right. So are you enjoying this experience? It's a Souls game. Yes, I'm enjoying <laughs> the experience. I think, I think uh, outside of me being slightly bored with its open world design in that... Mm. This is just me coming from like a traditional Souls experience with more of an open corridor situation. Uh, I'm not that into it in regards to exploring its open world. That being yeah. said, every other aspect of it as a Souls game is hitting appropriately. And I cannot wait to get into year three of this game where every aspect of it has been broken up. And we all know mm. what's the min max of everything in this game. Okay. Okay. And then uh, what class did you pick? Uh, I pick Samurai. I pick Samurai specifically because when I play Souls games, I like to play a dex-based class and use dex-based weapons. So they're quick-hitting weapons like your uh, daggers, curved swords, katanas. And so dex works the best that way. Samurai had, as a class, had one of the best mix of dex plus endurance, which pretty much mm -hmm. means that like I, I can get a lot of quick hits. Uh, don't have a lot of health. Don't have a lot of strength. Yeah. Don't have any other uh, non-physical attributes, but I'm quick on my feet. They also give you a bow, which actually the bow combat is a lot better than other Souls games. I actually like the readability on hits. It's actually way uh, easier to perform. And the only downside I have about Samurai is that they give you a parry shield that has mm -hmm. little protection, so it's kind of useless. But um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, give it, give us your take. Like, what class you're playing? How much have you played? Uh, how are you enjoying the experience? <laughs> Ah oh, man, um, 
to put a number on how long I've been playing, maybe three, four hours, probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I picked the astrologer, and I really wish like your magic points regenerated in some form or fashion. It looks like when you kill groups of enemies, or I don't know if this is the item that I picked up, but it kind of refills something. I don't know the exact mechanics of this because we're only like four days into this game. So the soul community hasn't broken down what this fucking does. But every so often you kill a group of enemies and you'll immediately get a recharge on your flask. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like one of the the new features to this now where like, yeah, if you kill a group of enemies and you will get your flask back and stuff. So, yeah. Okay. Um, So when I first initially uh, booted it up, I walked outside, I stabbed the eagle. And then, uh, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> this man hates America. Shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been standing there all free, like, but uh, oh, said Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, I'm just running up and killing every small animal that I could you know, initially, you know, I was right as was you do, get it one rune at a time. I mean, fuck it. Um, then I started skulking around in bushes, and I don't even know if it works, it but does, it just it makes does, yeah. me feel safe. I'm hiding in bushes and then attacking mm-hmm. people like I'm a fucking bandit, stabbing them in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... Yaga! <laughs> but, um, I, I'm using my sword more than my magic spells because, okay. uh, of course... I, I feel like I don't want to run out of magic points. Like, ah, yeah. let me save this for something more important. But maybe I, that's the wrong way to go about it. Um, how many how many spells can you get off before uh, you're completely like depleted? Mm. Do you know? It's like three or four or five. I have not completely. No, it's more than that. I could probably maybe okay. do like seven or eight because I'm using the okay. needle instead of the arc thing. The needle, whatever the hell it is, is actually pretty powerful. More powerful than I thought it would be. Okay. Um. It came from Arya Stark. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking around picking with things, um, bullying what I can. And <laughs> I found this blob thing in the water that shoots off like poison spores. And I'm stabbing it to death. And I see a shadow and ominous death music coming in. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. And I see the shadow turn around and there's a goddamn dragon that landed right next to me. So I start running. <laughs> I start trying to run and I'm trying to get on the horse, but I have my magic flask active, which is empty. So I, the fuck is this? Like he tries to drink it. The dragon's like, uh, uh, sir, do you have a moment? Do you have a moment for our Lord Savior in Christ? I hop on the horse and turn to camera to see if he's giving chase, but he doesn't have to give off chase because he's letting off rounds of fire. And it's just like, oh God. So anyway, I started blasting. Right. I try to get up a wall like please, please get up the goddamn wall, but this horse uh, respects the laws of physics. Other than being mm. a goddamn spirit horse, it would not climb right. up the wall. But the dragon thankfully did not give chase and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm going to turn this off for now cuz it's scared the shit out of me. So, um with the horse, you can double jump. So that's the thing. The the hill was too high. What? Oh, it's a splash step. It's right. a it's a soul reaper. What the fuck is this game? <laughs> Marcus, you've you never imagine? seen a horse double jump. It's a normal thing, man. It's a normal thing. Look, the only double jump I've ever seen a horse do was me getting hit by a train in Red Dead. 
<laughs> Marcus, it's simple. You jump and then you jump again. What the? Exactly. Confused about. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Ah, and then there, there was another guy uh, on a horse that just kept on killing me over and over. Like I would always knock him off his horse and then run over and try to stomp him out, but then he would get up too quickly. And okay. uh, I, I maybe my spells. I don't know. I. Just, I'm terrible at Souls game. This SOB killed me like at least a good six, seven times before I finally like, so, went okay. back and killed him. So he okay, okay, yes. This was not the tree sentinel that killed me. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when Shad had posted on to the Discord, he said something about like it took me six tries, but I beat the the horse guy. And I was like, this nigga beat the tree sentinel in six tries. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me try. I got I washed like eight times in a row. I'm just like what the fuck <laughs> and then he might be better than me damn right and we talk and we're, he's talking about a completely different person. I'm like oh okay that's fine yeah, yeah. when I, I walked up to that the actual guy that Sean is talking about I, I thought I was like, oh this is this is a normal enemy like yeah, well, yeah. He's, he's on a horse so I killed him <laughs> like I killed him and kept him moving this, and I was just like this oh, is the old spice the nigga he watched me <laughs> I'm on a horse <laughs> <laughs> look at your life then look at me now look at your life you're dead <laughs> I, did, I did die though when his two homies also on horses showed up which I did oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I was not expecting <laughs> he brought the homies here's the thing here's the thing I fought him on foot I also fought him on foot nah I ran up on him with my horse Avery you have beaten souls games right <laughs> even souls <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, so um, uh, I think Avery, uh, we talked off uh, camera. You said you spent like five hours in the game. Yeah, around five or six. Yeah, I think I'm at like I, five I, hours. Okay. I've spent enough hours to have killed every boss except for the tree sentinel in the starting area. Okay, so yeah, um, I've spent about five hours in the game. I also picked the samurai class. Um, I'm I'm actually enjoying this game as hard as it is and as much pushback as it gives you and as um as very uh rigorous is not the right word but um the 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 combat itself is is very um I can't think of the word <sighs> anyways um hard it's not it's not even hard it's just that it doesn't you don't you don't you can't necessarily flow into things like you would expect so like if you do like a, a normal slash, you kind of have to wait until all the frames are done to do the next follow up kind of stuff. Mm. And like that stuff is just like, OK, this is just what the game is going to be. So I, I've been spending time getting adjusted to that. And when I say spending time, the first like five or six um, zombie guards that you fight in the woods, I spent probably about 30 minutes just like stealth killing them and then like aggroing them and having just combat and figuring out like how the things work and in like like i i still don't know how to parry an attack with my parry shield um okay so with i'm not even sure if this is just like all the classes can do this but or all the classes with a shield but like there is a counter hit where if you hold your shield up someone hits you with the shield if you press r2 you will basically deflect the attack and do a follow-up attack and i'm not sure if this is in any of the other souls games but this move you would think it's just like oh you're you're guaranteed a hit 
but you're not guaranteed anything in Seoul. <laughs> so like <laughs> you could you could do this attack and then end up like when you counter the person's attack, it pushes them back like two feet and you can completely whiff the attack, the, the counter up attack, and then they can just attack you again. And it's just like, all right, OK, that's something else I need to keep in mind. Good try, bitch. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but um, overall, I'm I'm having um, a, a good time with this game. And when people compare the map in terms of like, you know, you, you don't get anything in the map. And like if you get to a place, then it like pops up as a point of interest on your map and you have to make sure you mark your map and all this stuff. People are just like, oh, my God, this is new and this is crazy. And like for me, it's very much so like Genshin Impact. And if anyone has played Genshin Impact out there, like the map kind of works the same way where it will give you like major points of interest, but all the little explorable things and all this, all that little like interesting things in the world, you have to go and find it and then you can mark it on your map. And it kind of works like that in um, Elden Ring. Um, the game looks really good. It's really pretty. Um, I was, I, I kind of describe it as ugly beautiful where the fidelity is great, but the actual like creatures and stuff themselves are ugly as fuck. Like, as as Sean was talking about, he like punched the the um the anus of like just like blob, blob creature thing, yeah, and it's just like, what is this? Like, what was your evolutionary track to lead to this thing? Like, it's terrible. <laughs> sorry for you. <laughs> My daddy wasn't no monkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the open world and exploring, like. When I was first starting the game, I didn't really do much exploring. I was just trying to follow the golden path. And every everyone that I've listened to podcast wise and article stuff was like, no, you got to go explore. You got to go explore. So I went exploring and I found this um, this giant that was roaming around with a sword. And at this point, oh, I had yeah, my horse seen him. I was like, yeah. Nah. So I, I actually ran directly towards it because <laughs> at this point I had my save. I, I had like used most of my runes, which is like your currency in the game. So I was like, whatever. I don't care if I die. I die, you know, whatever. So I went, I fought him and I basically just kited him around the like it was like a like open field kind of thing. And I, yeah. I, I beat him. It was just like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And then I ran into this little like they're balls right they're like rock balls and they're all together there's like six or seven of them and it's just like they move like inchworms it's a lot of balls it's a lot of balls yeah so i was like all right let me go take care of this little rock inchworm thing do they have tentacles no 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 no, no. it's it's just a bunch of balls together <laughs> so i write up like mind you this is like a normal ass creature i hit it a couple times and it basically assumed a defense posture, which is like it formed like an L shape and then starts spinning around. And I'm like, this thing has like one health left. So I ran up to it and that shit comboed me. No! And just killed me. And I'm like, See, there was your Dark first Souls, sight. motherfucker. There was your, it made an L shape. You was about to catch this L, my nigga. <laughs> you dropped your guard. Mistake number one. Right. <laughs> call the ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's it's just been like it's been like interesting things like that. It was just like, all right, I definitely thought I was gonna win this encounter, and um, I'm definitely uh back at the checkpoint, just sitting there. Now I have to go pick up my uh my monies. Um, 
the last thing that I did in the game was there's like really close to like the starting area. There is a dungeon that you can go to. And it's kind of cool to get to the dungeon because like you get to a checkpoint. And if you look around the checkpoint, you'll see this like weirdly shaped statue that's like also kind of shaped in, a, in an L shape kind of thing. And you go up to the statue, you interact with the statue and it like points the direction to a hole in like a rock wall that's like like 20 feet away or something like that. And you're just like, eh, it's actually more than 20 feet. Anyways, but you go through the rock wall, you realize that there is a door and that takes you into this dungeon. In this dungeon, there's like fire traps, there are gargoyles that will completely rinse you and you get to the end of it and you fight this rock watchdog thing. And it's one of those things where like I wasn't expecting to do any of this and now I'm fighting this, this rock watchdog that has like maybe 15 frames in its animation. And it's just like, what is happening in this game right now? <laughs> so it's, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to probably mainline Horizon and then come back and really spend some time in this game. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that is our uh, impressions on Elden Ring. So let us jump into the talks of Horizon Forbidden West. Marcus, you go. Where are you at right now? How you doing? And, 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 uh, you know, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn was a game that came out and I appreciated it for what it was. It was a strong 8, 8.5 out of 10 for me. Uh, didn't think much about it after it came out. And so Forbidden West was coming out and I was just like, okay, cool, cool. You know, we got us another Horizon game. This is cool. Not that excited about it, but I'm excited enough because it's a, you know, a first party PlayStation game. Mm -hmm. Cop this junk. This junk slaps. I'm having a great time with this game. Like, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah, no, I'm having a fantastic time with this game. I'm not even really following the story half the time. Like, honestly, if I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with you, I don't give a fuck what's going on in this game. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care at all. You will. But you will. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It takes a second to kick in. <laughs> right now, Marcus's Aloy is like, shh, where's the robots? I want to kill exactly. the robots. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm running around to every question mark on the map that I can. <laughs> And finding new stuff and killing things. That that's that's what I'm having a great time doing. In terms of story, like I'm done with, or I think I'm mostly done with Chain Scrape. I'm at uh, what is it? B- bitter? No, not um, Baron. Baron Light. Baron Light. Yeah, I'm at Baron Light. Uh, have you have you gone outside? Okay. Oh, okay. You, have, okay. you haven't done the embassy yeah. yet. Yeah. yeah, I haven't done the embassy yet. So I'm like still relatively early in the story overall, but. What I will say also is, and this was a conversation that we had in our Discord, I never really thought that much of Aloy. Um, I thought she was a fine character. I think, um, I forget what the actress's name is, but I thought she did a good job. Yeah, Yeah. I thought Ashley Birch did a good job of what she was given in the first game. A.K.A. Tiny Tina. Yes, and many other things, because she is a tenured actress at this point. Um, You also rock and I gray hair. uh, Side note, I remember when she used to do these YouTube videos or what you, like it's like what you're playing with her brother yeah. yeah so like seeing her trajectory has been cool um wow but yeah i thought she did a good job in the first game but i just didn't think too much of her there were other characters in playstation exclusive games that stood out more to me mm. in this game i feel like i'm getting to see more of her 
I think that in the first game, because she's definitely an introverted character, which I can appreciate, mm-hmm. but I didn't really Very. think yeah. much of her. Now I feel like she's blossoming a bit more and it's pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, like I'm mostly just enjoying this game for the gameplay aspect of it. There's some jank to it. Uh, I cannot stand Aloy's hair. Like I, I like Aloy's hair just be freaking out on a daily basis. And I'm like, you know, for all the talks of the facial fidelity, which is really good in some places, it's really weird looking. But in most cases, it's really cool. But the hair. Good God. Like, I just almost wish there was customization so I could just give her like a buzz cut and just keep it moving so I don't have to pay attention to it. But what you, what you miss, Marcus, is that her hair is basically where all her stress goes. Clearly, because yeah, that should be wigging out. But uh, yeah, no, I'm enjoying the gameplay in this game a lot. Um, It it just basically expounds upon the good aspects of the first game and smooth certain things out, which is really great. Like I said, the graphical fidelity is pretty crazy. Um, The amount of detail put into the NPCs in this game is revolutionary Um, that at this point, it's kind of it's going to be like if you're not putting this amount of TLC into your open world, then you're going to look pretty silly by comparison. So, yeah, like right now, this game front runner for a game of the year for me. We'll see where things go. But yeah, good on you, Guerrilla Games. For sure. All right. Avery, who is the farthest in this game? What is your impressions so far? My ongoing impressions? Yeah. Uh, the game continues to excel in every aspect that I want it to. That being said, my I'm in a weird, tepid place in that this is very much a game that is my game of the year, but this is also two months into the year, and I am confident that a game will beat it out as game of the year. Mm. Oh, yeah, I agree. Mm. Uh, that being said, right now, I'm just in love with the moment. I like we talked about games being gold standards and stuff like that. This is 100% the gold standard for an open world. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. every environment you go to is lush, like, filled with, oh, not, well, filled with life is weird, but filled with things that interact with Detail. and details and fights. Yeah. And, like, uh, you start off in uh, the Daunt, which is a sort of like a foresty grasslandy rocky kind of area you move into no man's land which is very much half of it is lush forest the other half is harsh desert then you go mm-hmm. further into that then you start seeing more and more environments so like at the part yeah, yeah. Of, i'm at the game i'm at like jungles and like beaches and like like freezing environments it's like this is a much better version of the last game's map where last game's map was very much super mario world of Okay, forest, <laughs> desert, winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is so much more interesting and more veiled thing. But like, we talked about how like the map is huge, and like it's not. It's weird because like, I remember looking at Far Cry Fix's map. It's Far Cry Six, Far Cry Five. It's not the same. Like, goddamn, I gotta go through all of this shit. You kind of want to see everything this has to offer. Yeah, like right. Far Cry, I opened that map and said, fuck this, and I stopped playing for a minute and it took me a while to get back and finish. This is when I opened the map, I'm like, it doesn't seem that bad. I'm going to my in-game clock, I'm like 44 hours into the game, and I'm like, I haven't even actively explored half of the map. And That's like... Wild. Because that, <laughs> That's why. Yeah, and I will tell you, there, there are parts of the map that are just gated. Because mm. I, I was looking yeah, for a specific yeah. part, I was looking for, and not just like hard gates, 
like there is when you're in uh, no man's land there's like a hard gate to the next area where you need to get to a specific quest to get over the mountain I believe there might be a way around it but I know there's a quest to deal with that like finding a way to get over the mountain I was looking for uh, I want to say tide collar yeah I was looking for this specific like you can make uh, one of the coolest things that Horizon does like with all open world games we do is, is with crafting or like things you have to look for, make that a quest, pinpoint it on the map, tell you where it is on the map. I was looking for this one part for this one machine called the Tide Collar for like 20 hours. Cause it was like, one of the things this thing does to gate your progress is that it puts like end game gear really early in the game, but it gates actually purchasing it with parts that you won't get for getting later in the game. Uh... So like, I got this really cool bow. Like I think we're talking with Sean about the bow. I've been using the normal hunting bow from level one to level 25, I was using the normal hunting bow. And like, it was being outclassed by other weapons. Like other- so Wait, 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 real quick. When you say you were using normal hunting bow, you mean that class or that specific bow? That specific bow. The hunting bow they give It only you has game. normal and acid? Yeah. That bow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's what I use. So, yeah, so I was just using that weapon the entire time and just offsetting damage via other weapons I really enjoyed. But like I was getting yeah, to a okay. point where I was feeling like I should be doing more damage, but I can't with this bow. However, I found a bow like 10 hours into the game that was like purple and had like a higher skill ceiling. And I'm like, oh, this is great. I can't buy it because I need a tie color piece. So mm-hmm. I went validating across the map and I got to the Forbidden West and like it's all ocean. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. And the game is uh, like, you can't go forward. And I'm like, okay. And so I went back. I found the tide collar. Cool boss fight. Uh, well, not boss fight. Cool encounter. Uh, mm-hmm. Also follows something called, I think it's called Spine Disaster or Spine Destroyer. It's, so, it's a Spine Disorders from Jurassic Park 3. All I want you guys to know, it's more hardcore than the Thunderjaw. I'll just tell you that. Oh, okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hell of a time. I'm running into a lot of technical bugs mm-hmm. in that I will tell you in the discord, I was like, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I was like, Hey man, I think about a game breaking bug because there's a specific mission, uh, the mission that gives you the rebreather. So you can like get infinite breath on the water. Like mm-hmm. there was a section of that. I just couldn't pass. Like I reloaded oh, the same okay. checkpoint a hundred times. Couldn't get past it. Yikes. Thankfully I do a thing where every time I go to a bonfire, I save. So I have like oh I have I like start doing that I have like fifty fucking saves so I just went oh, back man. like maybe five minutes or so went back yeah. the mission went back perfectly but for a hot minute I was uh totally scared but I'll talk more I want to hear from Sean hmm this I played the first one of course over uh, I think it came out the same time it's a switch and um yeah Breath of the Wild and I, and I feel like I went the opposite direction as everybody else. Everybody glommed on to Breath of the Wild, and I'm just like, this isn't a typical Zelda game for me, so eh. We went the same direction, Sean. I I also stuck with Horizon. Yeah, I I played Horizon, loved it, uh, platinumed it last year for whatever reason, because I was missing stupid stuff. This game really opens up in terms of story, and I want to say gameplay once you... once you get past the embassy, and then furthermore, I want to say... Once you get into a specific mountain, I don't want to spoil anything. And you're going to get the MacGuffins. Um, <laughs> I just got the diving mask and 
as I was telling them earlier, I got to one big ass boss and he's saying that's not even the most dangerous thing. Uh, <laughs> sh- shit. <laughs> the stress in his voice. <laughs> one thing I love about Horizon is how hard the combat is without being yeah. like like cheating. It doesn't feel like being in my head. Yeah. Like you know yeah. you could be doing better or you should be using different elements or different weapons or your melee. Yeah. I know that I'm still early in the Everybody game, but I have yet to feel like there's nothing that I can do to beat something. It doesn't ever feel impossible, which is cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I do feel like they have ramped up the difficulty, though. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Avery. Uh, shit just feels harder. Oh, yeah, it does. Overall. Stuff does more damage to you. I don't know if it's because I'm still using the original drip, the uh, original Nora anointed <laughs> shit. I mean, it just looks too good. I can't switch out of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, one thing I do like about the game is that, and I was telling them this as well, there are some points of the game where it feels like you're cheating or you're breaking the game or you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing when, in fact, they coded it for you to do that, you know, on purpose, yeah. but it just yeah. feels like you're getting away with something, but you're yeah. actually progressing the game. It's, it's hard to explain until you actually experience, experience it. it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I, I ran into that like after Sean said that, and I was like, yeah, I totally get it. Like, I, it feels like I shouldn't be able to do this, but I'm totally doing this and I'm actually able to like complete this puzzle. Like, yeah, it's really cool. Like, I, I remember when in the Breath of the Wild world, people like, I just want to climb everything. I don't like jumping around like Aloy, janking up walls. I'm so glad they kept that shit in the game because I find nothing more. It. I find nothing more satisfying than instead of just looking for handhelds of my focus, just seeing like, all right, this is an incline. Can I jank my way up this? And I'm like, 100% I can. <laughs> right. Can I jank it? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, I, I okay, Are you, you have more to say, Sean? No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying uh, it. I'm yeah. I'm going to objectives and stopping along every little thing along the way. It's just it's yeah. compelling. Yes, it's a very <laughs> compelling game. Yeah, so um, I am also loving this game. Like, I didn't want to jump and say like, oh my god, this is my game of the year. And I find myself, you know, if I'm playing Gundam, if I'm, you know, running my dailies in Genshin, if I'm playing Elden Ring, I'm thinking of Horizon. And it's just like, this is going to be my game of the year. Unless, like, as they were saying, like, something else, like, comes and just dethrones it. Maybe Pokemon, we'll see. But, um, yeah, I am... I am absolutely loving this. Uh, as you might notice, listener and viewer, we aren't talking about the story, and that is we just don't want to spoil the story, because there are really amazing surprises and I yeah. cannot, cannot wait until Marcus hits like the first one. And boy, like, like what the fuck? The last game had a bonkers sci-fi premise, but the, the sci-fi reveal in this game is so bonkers that you're not expecting it. And like, I will right. tell you something farther in the game. It gets even more insane. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. Like, man. Oh, also, because it's February, shout out to all the black people and black love in this game. Yo, yes. no, for real, for real, oh I gosh. am impressed with the Yo. amount of people of color, especially black folk or brown folk in this Yo. game with all different looks and presentations. I'm like, yeah. all right. All right, shout Gorilla to, Games. Uh, 
Shout out to Zoe and, and Varl. You're not there yet, Marcus, but um, I absolutely love them too. AA, the part of the game I raged at. Why? Okay, I'll explain. Oh, no, because he. Does Varl get less yeah. annoying? Because. No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. He, yeah, he, he, gets, he gets better, but like Avery, Avery has a point guard there. Yeah, okay. So the part I raised that is my joke about the first Horizon with how thirsty that game was and everyone wanted to fuck Aloy. And this game begins and everyone still wants to fuck Aloy. <laughs> and like, and like I have been saying on multiple occasions, just let me fuck Varl. That's just let me <laughs> fuck Varl. That's all I want to do. Like if you give me agency, that's all I'm going to do. Right. And then Zoe shows up and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> My man said, oh, we don't got this back home. Right. Shout out to Bangalore from Apex Legends for her appearance Yo. in this game. Oh, that's oh, that's who that is. Yeah, Erica Latrell. That's awesome. Okay, awesome. Oh, um, yeah. Like I am, I am absolutely loving this game. I think my first impressions on it, I was very confused about the melee and how it works, and I've completely turned a corner on that. Like I rely on the charged melee attack. Like there was the a man wants to square the, up with a T Rex. Bro, Couldn't like me. the armor that it gives you, it is just like, oh, I I didn't take any damage at all. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, like, the um, in the okay. good. So we talked about this last time about how cool the Valor Surges are. There's a Valor Surge that gives you the Horizon One Endgame armor ability as just a casual ability. Wait, the the like, shield? It, yeah. It oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It gives you a shield back, and I'm like. I don't need super armor when I can literally just <laughs> take 500 extra damage and just be fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, you know, this game, you get like skill tree stuff and you can invest in and kind of build out your own Aloy. And I really love the different features or different abilities that you get. And it got to the point where like the first ability that I got was to do an attack and then you follow up with jumping off of the person and you kind of hover in the air for a little bit and you can shoot them. And then that gets built upon with the resonate blast, which you build up charge, you put it on the person you jump off the person, you shoot the blast and it explodes the person. And that works for the robots as well. Like there is just so many options that this game gives you. And like, I got to the point, like I'm actually interested to get like further into the game. Cause I actually tried to, um, you know, jump up a couple levels and square up with the Thunderjaw. That didn't go out too well. I, I got um, missiled to death. Like, <laughs> didn't even know it had missiles like that. And it definitely showed me uh, some of its arguments. I need to use some of that stuff. I'm not using any abilities. Like, I, I <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Like, what? what? Really? Straight, straight, straight hunter both, pretty much. So. <laughs> my, my normal combat flow is... Uh, whatever they're weak against, I start off by like using that. I might part break or I might try to explode one of the containers. And then once they target me, I wait until they're like, I don't know, probably like 10 feet away in, in Aloy's height range or whatever. And I just charge the, the, the charge attack. And like normally they run after you and they do some kind of like wild attack or whatever, right? The charge attack will give you armor, so you're able to essentially tank that hit and then charge attack, at least for my charge attack now, because I've built my warrior tree. I just topple the robot over and I just do the critical strike. Usually that's enough to take the robot down. Sometimes they are able to get up and just kind of rinse and repeat. But I'm absolutely loving this game. Um, I'm in playing songs, that area. 
which is a amazing looking area. Yo, oh my god, uh, that just reminded me. Um, there, okay, so there's there's a part in the story where um, the people of this town they're deliberating on uh, a decision in a way that they do it. They have like an actual chorus sing, and if you are outside of the city or outside of the town, you can hear the singing. And the way that it kicks in, it's like kind of low. Then as you get closer, it starts to build up and build up and build up. And I was... That's how sound works, DJ. Yes, yes, you are absolutely right. That is how sound works. Uh, I'm just explaining for those who don't know how sound works, Sean. Gosh, you got to be inclusive. He's not wrong. But um, so I was fighting robots and I was like, yo, this background music is actually kind of fire. And then like as I was getting closer and closer to the, the town, I was like, is this coming from the town? And then I got up to the quest and like talked to people like that's them singing. Like it blew my mind of like how um, I forget the word, but like just how like baked into the actual game it was. And it's just like diegetic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, this is just like a quest. And it, it was, it was so mind blowing because at one point I stopped and I was just listening to the music and I'm just, admiring the wind blow the trees around with the dead robots around me and I'm sitting there just saluting them picking up like microchips and stuff like ooh piece of candy ooh piece of candy ooh it is this game is so great like this is going to be the benchmark for open worlds going in the future and yes. I cannot wait to like get further into this game um, that all being said uh, this game is not perfect and I have run into a ton of bugs um uh, actually, I almost ran into my own game-breaking bug where I was um, I was in one of the cauldrons. I was sitting on an arm that I'm supposed to jump off to, like, another arm. And for life of me, I just couldn't jump off into the other arm. And it was just like, what's going on? And it was a thing where I was sitting there for, like, five literal minutes just trying to jump to the next arm. And because of the way that the game is, is made, like, I couldn't do anything else but try to make this jump. It was annoying. I eventually made the jump and... I was able to complete that mission. But yeah, there is just a bunch of technical bugs and quest bugs as well, because I also had another quest bug that I actually have to go and check to see if I can start that quest. But yeah, um, with all that being said, like I am really, really enjoying this game and I'm having a great time. Um, If you are curious about getting Horizon, you haven't played the first one. you should play the first one, but you could probably just watch a like. I mean, the be- the game begins and they kind of give you a, something resembling a refresher course. And yeah, yeah, the early section of the game, like the part where you're walking around with Varl basically is an exposition dump. So yeah. it's it's yeah. Uh, that's something I forgot to touch on last week. I hate the beginning of this game. <laughs> I think up until you get to the uh, the snake boss fight, I think it's one of the most boring things ever because it so feels I like. Agree. Horizon 1.5 instead yeah. of this is Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I could, I could definitely see that. Like, I kind of under, I understand why they did that, especially with like now being in the game, knowing what the game is. Like, oh, they kind of had to do that to build on. I will someday. say, I think because of just the generation that we're in, I'm assuming that they were like, okay, a lot of people are going to be buying this game that haven't played the first, the first one. time. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, that has been our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoy making it. Don't forget to rate and review some of your favorite podcasting apps. 
and like, subscribe, and share with your friend, even your mom, on your favorite YouTube channel, which is our channel. Uh, if you missed any of this, you can find all details and more on our website at pressxnumber2start.com. Until next time, you take care. Ukraine, be safe. Uh, you you wash your hands, you wear your mask, and be good to your mom. It's a uh, woman's month. Do it. Uno out. <laughs>